you're listening to Mortgage Lending Mastery. Get the knowledge you need to advance your mortgage practice quickly and efficiently from Jen Duplessis, America's Mortgage Mastery Mentor with over 37 years of experience and over $1 billion in lifetime fundings. Jen has been mentoring loan officers and realtors for over 15 years and speaking on stages across the globe. So settle in and get ready as Jen and her guests share their experience, passion, and strategies to help you crack the top producer code to reach new heights in your business. And now, here's your host, Jen Duplessis, Mortgage Mastery Mentor and Head Chicken Charge of Kinetic Spark Consulting. Hey there, you. Welcome to this edition of Mortgage Lending Mastery. I am so excited today to have back a guest that we had several years ago. In fact, Karen, I don't even know how many years ago it was. I'd have to say at least four or five. Um, I'm coming up on 12 years with this podcast, January 1st. So I don't, I lose concept of time all over the place, but I have with me Karen Briscoe. She is ironically from my neck of the woods. We're both in Northern Virginia and um, we met, we think we met in a Northern Virginia Association of Realtors. We both had books and we said, hey, we need to talk. (laughs) And uh, so anyway, let me introduce you just briefly. I'm not going to do her whole bio because we'll have that in the show notes, but uh, she's the creator of the five minute success concept and she regularly speaks on a national and local level um, on this concept of the five-minute success further. She's the host of the weekly five-minute success podcast, for which we're going to do the recording tomorrow uh, for that, um, where she uh, shares just with her amazing guests, you know, about achieving success at a high level in business and in life, which is just right up both of our alleys. That's what we're both trying to achieve. She's the principal owner of the Huckabee Briscoe Conroy Group, which is part of Keller Williams located in McLean, Virginia. And she's been recognized by Wall Street Journal as one of the two, one of the top 250 realtor teams in the United States. So uh, welcome back. We're so excited to have you back. I love when we do these sort of reruns. <laughs> I know so podcast. much has happened. I think it was when my book was published, which was 2016. I think. Oh, it, well, then there you that go. Was about yeah. 2016 or 2017. So it's been um, seven yeah. years at least since we've um, had this opportunity to visit. So, and I'm, yeah. I always love pod swaps too. So I do too. To the mic, you know, have a conversation. Yeah. Oh, I do too. Yeah, I think they're wonderful. So, all right. Well, you know, going back to let's, we have to kind of go way back. We're not going to regurgitate the podcast because I don't remember what we said at that, but you know, there, you know, you've obviously been in the real estate space for some time and, and I, you know, we, it goes without saying we're in a real rough patch right now for both lenders and realtors, you know, in this, in, um, in our industries, but, um, Let's talk about your tenure and your success and then what led that to putting the five minute, you know, success steps together or the success concept together. And then from there, we'll talk about what's going on moving forward. Absolutely. So I was um, started out in dirt in commercial real estate in Dallas after college and met my husband and we had our two children and his career took us to the Northern Virginia area, the DC um, in public policy um, about 30 years ago. So it was a little while. And then I was actually the primary um, caretaker of our children. My husband was the primary breadwinner. And I I was glad to do that. I I still felt like there was something more that I was called to do. And so when I re-entered the 
full-time paid workforce. I, uh, my son was like late elementary school. And so I was out of the workforce for, you know, a good dozen, 14 years. And I went back into commercial real estate thinking that that was, you know, my calling. And I had the Nextel account uh, for Roger Staubach and we had the sales engineering warehouse offices. And the reason why this is important is because I found it to be very boring. I was like, wow, <laughs> you do one sales engineering warehouse office, you've done them all. So yeah, I, it was actually right around the um, tech bust. Yep. And that's important because in technology, they were in disposition mode and there isn't any money in disposition mode. And so I was looking around and a friend of mine said, well, why don't you try residential? And honestly, at the time there was, I had this perception and there's a lot of people in commercial think that, you know, we're all, the, the residential side's all fluffy. Right, <laughs> and right. Emotional right. and people's, um, and I, what I, but what I found was for me, it combined both sides of my skills. So the hard, what some people know, refer to as a hard skills, the market knowledge, the strategy, the uh, financial um, side of it with the relationship side. And I really, really did find I love people. So and working with people on, you know, what is in most cases their largest financial um, decision. And I became successful really fast. And when, because there are a lot of women that go back to work and, Right, know, right. Cities, but not everybody achieves at the level that I did really fast. And that is was recognized, was noticed. And so in the HBC group, the H stands for Huckabee, Sue Huckabee. So at the time, she was number 10 in the nation. Mm -hmm. And so I was on her team. And in 06, she asked me to become her partner. And in 08, I took over the business. In 08 was also when the financial markets crashed. And yep. She died the same month. Yeah, I remember. Which is very sad. Um, mm -hmm. It was a very, very challenging time. I mean, we're talking about now in relative speaking, you know, the crash of 2008 was, you know, really widely felt by a lot of people. Still felt, I think. Still, people still remember the muscle memory. Yeah. And so the because I was in real estate in Texas, I had been part or been around during the savings and loan crisis. Mm -hmm. And so I had some muscle memory from that. And yeah, I, I had muscle memory from that too. So it, the good oh. news is I made some changes pretty rapidly and, you know, we came out of that on the other side and my current business partner, Lizzie Conroy joined me in 09 and we set about rebuilding the business. And so what would happen is people that I was either coaching or speaking or training, they want to know how I did it because, you know, not, well, first of all, the number of people who, who survived and thrived after the crash, but I had the added um, situation of my, my partner passing and then bringing on another partner. So lots of things to share. Mm -hmm. And so that's how I, that phase or part of my, story came about. And when I was coaching and speaking and training with people, invariably, I would hear people felt like they didn't have enough time. And so to break down that as a resistance, which I believe is what it is, mm -hmm. because everybody, yeah. as you know, has the same amount of time. So right. what makes one person able to achieve a lot and another person um, doesn't. And so I said, well, do you have five minutes a day? And 
what that does is applies what's known as Parkinson's law. Yeah. So Parkinson's law says when you limit, restrict something, then you um, often can have more impact. And I use the example of when you're ready to go on vacation, you know, how effective and efficient. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. If right. If you give yeah. anything as, as much time as it needs, and it'll right. take as much time it'll to accomplish. take that time. Yeah. And so that yeah. really stuck. It really resonated with people. And so that's what led to the five minute success concept. And yeah, I love that. that journey has been a whole nother <laughs> story. Yeah. That, that's where we, we arrive at where uh, you and I met. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we we're both, I think, you know, at that point, I don't even know when I, my book came out, I maybe, maybe then I guess I'd have to look at it. I mean, I, I have a little over 20 right now, so I don't know which one's come out when. Um, so, you know, I think all, all coaches and speakers, not all, but a, a large majority of coaches and speakers are the result of the success that they had, the path that they walk, you know, which is why I can't, I don't like people to call themselves coaches because, a coach knows the game, but not necessarily has played the game, whereas a mentor knows the game, right? And so as a mentor, you know, you've walked the walk, you had the success, and then everyone wanted to know what's the secret sauce, you know, to be able to do it. And, um, you know, and you've come up with something that's, you know, pretty incredible, the five, the five minutes. And I, and I've shared it with my coach, some of the people I, I coach, everybody, right? Doesn't have to be mortgage and they have to be realtor, it can be anybody, but any business owner, but for my realtors, I've always sent them your book, always sent them your book every single time. And I just sent it to one of my clients, Joe, Joe Lorenzo. He's down in, um, uh, uh, new Orleans and uh, he used to be a cop. Now he's, you know, so we, uh, we've come up with some really cool stuff for him. Uh, he's your law and order realtor. That's what he, he's the law and order realtor. And he has a uh, Miranda rights <laughs> for the realtor. You have the right to choose your own realtor. If you yeah, decide like to give that. up that right. Yeah. We did some Miranda. Rights. It was so funny. Yeah. Uh, so I digress, but um, yeah, we had some fun putting that one together, but, but yeah, it does come from this, you know, from the secret sauce. So before you wrote the book, you know, and I, I guess you were hearing everyone saying, you know, hey, I just don't have time. I don't have time. Had you already implemented these five minute segments or was this a result of, wait a minute, I think I know how to do it because I can take all the things that were successful and how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time, pull it apart so that everyone could feel like they could eat this elephant elephant that I'm about to train them on. Is that So is this a compilation of all the things that you put into play to make yourself, to have your, or gain success, not make yourself, but, you know, get to your success? I really didn't have the idea in the beginning. So I had been writing a blog and I had, you know, been published on Realtor Magazine and yeah. Inman and some of the other uh, top realtor sites. Yeah. And so I felt like my voice was more to the real estate professional rather than the the um, you know consumer, although right. he could read it and still learn a lot. And so first learning who my avatar was, who my voice was, yeah. was one of the key aspects. But I had an epiphany. Well, I actually had three epiphanies in a row, um, all in the um, fall of the year. I was in a, a women's coaching group and about for about nine months and we went away on a retreat and the idea was to come up with one concept you were going to focus on on the retreat and I had kept I say putting off the book I had the classic I don't have enough time or money reasons why I wasn't writing my book and I was at this retreat and the last day we were to share what was stopping us from doing what we said we mm -hmm. wanted to do yeah 
Yeah. Where are you stuck? And that was my first epiphany was, and and the ladies that were there still remember like this light bulb moment, like they could see my face, like my change. And the epiphany was the only one stopping me was me mm-hmm. because I'm self-employed yeah. and I have a very supportive spouse and business partner. And I, and that was really huge because until then, I thought something else outside of me had to change in order for me to be able to accomplish what I wanted in my life. And when I realized that I had that control or power decision-making, I felt so empowered. So then my brain was like, okay, well then how, how do I do it? Because that became what I was trying to solve for was okay. Right. So I still have the same amount of time. I still have the same amount of responsibility of running a mega team. And, and so I um, was reading a book by Gretchen Rubin. She writes on happiness, wrote on happiness and in the happiness project, she had a similar thing. She was studying why people weren't happy or why they weren't doing what they said would help them make happy, be happy. And she realized it was habits to yeah. help people make change. Mm-hmm. And so I um, picked up one habit in the book <laughs> called Better Than Before. And that was the time hack of daylight savings time. So this happened to be in the fall of the year. And I use that daylight savings time hour to get up an hour early oh, to, yeah. write, to yeah. write. And this yeah. is very common hack. The thing is, is if you're sitting here going, oh, I have to wait till next October, you really don't because you time hack your body every time you travel, you know, time zones. Yeah. time. Oh, believe me. I know you could decide to do yeah. this at any time. Right. Yeah. And then the, the third epiphany was the idea of, of that came from Elizabeth Gilbert's book called big magic. And that book is about idea of when, when ideas come to the artist and, you know, art, artistries in a lot of different forms, not just right. And when an idea comes to you, if you don't do it, then if the idea's time has come, then some it may it will likely go somewhere else. Some and I know you've had this happen too, or your listeners. Yeah. You had an idea and then you saw somebody else do it. Yeah. And you're like, dang it. Yeah, I could have done that. Was I could have made that that five million dollars. Yeah. And so that was really the last epiphany or that was so significant. And I because my idea was, there's a lot of real estate books. So my idea was, if the book was in a format that was more user-friendly, where mm-hmm. it would be what I call a daily reader, which has been very popular for motivational and, and yeah. religious literature for yeah. eons. But to do it in a business book, because what I found also about my avatar, real estate professionals or sales professionals, is they... Um, get really excited about something new and then they do it for a little while and then they you know yep. shiny object or a yeah. out. I'm like oh well this will be different every day so mm-hmm. there will be a motivation to see well what's tomorrow's reading and with a takeaway to put in application so mm-hmm. when that piece came together was that I felt like I had um yeah, nothing could stop you. And yes. you know, and what I like about the book is that, you know, there are practical tips on being a listing agent, practical tips on being a, um, a buyer's agent. And then there's like 
I'll call it the foo-foo, you know, or the mind, it's not even mindset. It's just more like, you know, take, do some self-care. Uh, did you spend time with your family? You know, there's all kinds of um, things that you have in there. It's not all practical, but I love that you also teach um, so that people can apply and you don't make assumptions that someone understands how to calculate price per square foot. For example, and so you're sharing how to, you know, calculate that, and then how do you apply that to your sales process? And then here you go. Here, here's your next step. You know, it's funny because in my book launch, uh, how to take your business to new heights, my first book, um, I at the end of every single chapter, I have here's what you got to do. You got to mm -hmm. take action. You know, because that book was originally called something I can't say on my podcast, but it, you know, turned into stop talking, take action, get results, and then turn into launch. And, um, you know, I find that putting that application there is really important. How, from the feedback perspective that you've gotten from the book, and then I want to go on to some other stuff, but is it from the feedback perspective that you've gotten from the book, are you giving people enough time to apply? Have they found that they need a little more time to apply or that they, they put it in a parking lot and go back to it and apply, uh, apply or execute on the tasks that you put together? Well, that's what I found is one of the brilliant things about it because it's basically one page. So it's short right. enough. Every page, can, every day. Like yeah. Digest it. And okay. then what often happens because if you have information and you don't, like you said, you aren't, have a way to apply it, then you're less likely to be able to remember it. And so because it has, you know, sticky aspects to it in terms of story and application, mm -hmm. I found that people say, oh my gosh, I remember, you know, entry October 12th and it was this, and then I applied it later. And I'm like, that is to me, because, yeah. you know, if you have a um, book or any kind of yeah, training, it's everything, yeah. And you don't remember it when you need it, then you know it doesn't add a whole lot of value. So that 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 has been a key aspect to it because uh, many, you know, books, real estate books or business books are very you know textbook like chapter one, chapter two, chapter three. So with, right, right. having a different delivery um, method has yeah. has had more impact. Yeah, I think it's great. So looking back on it, what would you if you were to come out with a revision, you know, or um of what do they call it? An ad, ad juncture. I don't know what they call it. A comma, <laughs> comma. And here's some more that you can apply. <laughs> what are some things that you would, that you've learned that you would apply to your, to your book? Well, Maybe so it actually, deeper in one or adding more, you know? Yeah. So it actually has happened that way. Um, it was my publisher who said, okay, this is really interesting to have something different every day, but there has to be some sort of structure that is, you know, a format that applies universally. And I was like, well, it, this is a structure. Everybody needs to lead generate. So commit mm -hmm. to lead generate and commit to get leads. And then that's got core principles around it. Then there's consult to sell. So that's some people call it conversion, but that's how you take yeah. the lead. And Consultative selling. Yeah. And then there's connect to build and grow and that scale leverage systems mm -hmm. to go on to the next level, like the launch. And then there is the, what you refer to as some people think is foo-foo, but the whole idea of the success principles of mindset. Success. Yeah. yeah. It's mindset. activities and vision. So each one of those are sprinkled throughout. And so what I have done, because some people said, oh my gosh, it's such a big book. And I'm like, well, you're only supposed to read a page a day. So it's not a big book. But <laughs> right. it was like what Some people want to just focus, wanted to focus on lead generation. So there's 
a 66 day challenge lead generation book there's a 66 day challenge oh, good. So yeah book. yeah but the one that i think you know really resonates with what your um you know where you are in your life and i'm too is the the book that came out of my signature talk at Hal Elrod's uh, Miracle Morning. Yeah. Um, and the last one he did before the pandemic, um, the last one he did, period, but the, the 2019. And that is about time, mm -hmm. you know, being a, an author where your book title is Real Estate Success in Five Minutes a Day, people invariably start wanting to talk about time and what many people call time management. And what I found is, is it really isn't management, right? And so the talk I did, which was kind of like a TED, TED talk, was the idea to flip time, flip the Maslow's hierarchy of needs pyramid. So like what, and particularly mm -hmm. the pandemic, if you remember, like the physical needs, people were really focused on that, like toilet paper, you know, the basic right. <laughs> then you have the grocery store. Yeah, the grocery store, the physical needs. Then you have security, safety needs. Again, very hyper focused during that time, and these are human human needs. And then you have the the relationship needs. And then you have the esteem needs. And what I found is is that some people run out of time. They're working their way up a pyramid, and they may not have enough time to focus on esteem needs. But what happens is if you flip the pyramid and you focus on that first, yeah. then your relationship with yourself is going to be, you know, more in alignment, your relationship with other people. And what I also found is your safety and security needs are being met because you're being, you know, in tune with what, you know, you were. Oh, you are because you're more aware and you'll say no to more things. You know, you have yes. the courage to say no to clients and, and others, you know, who are pulling and tugging on you. Yeah. And it's funny that you say that because um, not funny, but ironic that you say that because so many people, um, you know, I know a lot of people who work out in the evening and not during the day, right. Or in the morning. And I, I think, um, and I think that's fine. I mean, if you can get to it, that that's great. Uh, but I do think that, you know, what you're, I, I call it priority management. I never call it time management. I call it priority management. I do have time blocking block within the time, but it's priority management. What are your priorities? And this also gets back to the big boulders and then the big mm -hmm. rocks Absolutely. and the big, whatever, and, you know, it goes all the way down to the pebbles and the sand and then the water, and you just have no room. If you have all, you know, have all this water in, in a, you know, a, a cylinder, you have all the water, there's no room for anything. If you pop a big rock in, all the water splashes out so nothing gets done. So, you know, it's just priority management. Um, yeah, so I think that that concept is, you know, really, really good. I love, I love that part of it. Um, what is your favorite, um, if you can remember all 365 days, but what is your favorite concept when you think back on, you know, writing a chapter, a day, and you say, gosh, you know, I just nailed it on that one. That, that one's so important. I hope, uh, can we put a star on this page from the author? <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, there, there, when there's 365, there are so many, um, you know, I think that, uh, you know, one of them is, um, when you're looking at, the um lead generation component of it and you you mentioned that time blocking what i found is effective for me is activity blocking uh, what i find is when people agents or 
and it isn't just real estate, but no, it's it, everything. Yeah. Everything yeah. You compartmentalize life. equal yeah. activities. Yeah. What it, what it came, um, it came out of my, our daughter who had learning disabilities as a um, young child and she would go to a tutor. We'd pay for her to go to a tutor and she would leave the tutor and not have done any homework. And, and she was just very effective at the time passing, but not anything actually accomplishing. And so we found a tutor who uh, said, oh, we have a homework club. So we come and we do our homework and we the homework club's over when your homework's done. And that really worked for Kelly because it, it the resistance that she had put up was, I will just figure out how to do everything but and so in terms yeah. of activity blocking i say okay figure out how many lead generation contacts for your success for the business that you want to uh, build and then focus on making those contacts and then in whatever amount of time that you it takes to do that some people yeah. are very yeah. effective and some people yeah. need more time but the idea is yeah. Then you have something to track. So because it, it related to my daughter, it's one of the, the ones yeah. that I, I, oh, I totally, I totally understand that. Yeah. And I think compartmentalizing too, you know, I mean, so often, um, you know, I, and I actually call it plan and review um, I, these, these, I call it plan and review. I'm planning and reviewing, you know, what went right, what didn't, and I'm planning ahead. But um, when I do this, for example, just to kind of, just to share how we're we're sharing this with our listener, right? Is uh, I, every three days I do a plan and review. And in those plan and reviews, there's a different topic. So it might be technology, it might be a PowerPoint presentation, it might be writing, right? An article or something. It might be writing a speech if I'm doing something like that. It might be um, a grinding activity that I can't stand to do. But I mean, it might be marketing, it might be doing videos, but I don't have activities in each one of these every three days it says today I need to do three videos and I need to call five people and I need to do a PowerPoint and I need to do this I have it specifically broken out so that I'm compartmentalizing yeah so you're like batching yeah yeah and um you know it just makes all the sense in the world so yeah I think that's wonderful thank you so much for sharing that and I know that we'll have the link for everybody to be able to grab the book at Amazon and, and get that are you coming out with an app Ah, <laughs> so that someone can swipe sort of like truth bombs, right? The truth bombs app every day, you get a new truth bomb. Uh, you know, well, it is available on Kindle. So it is pretty easy to read on Kindle. There is a five minute success journal. I would have been, you know, amazing if I had come up with it, but I do like the five minute success journal. It's not mine. Um, I found out about it because of um, Hal Elrod. So yeah. part of the recording yeah. is yeah. journaling. Yeah. And that has been very powerful. Driving. Yeah, describing he calls describing <laughs> out. Yeah, um, and so the the nice thing about the the app version, they have the printed version as well. But you you have three things um, you know you're grateful for in the morning, and then mm -hmm. you, three things you're going to accomplish during the day, and then you have you know your affirmations, and then at the end of the day you reflect on the three things that you know that you accomplished or that you were meaningful, and then you can also you know share an observation of something maybe you would do differently or that you want to focus on in the future and then include a photo and so i'm at like i don't know a thousand plus days and i have a photo journal if you will of yeah. my life and you know I, I mean i know we have photos in our phones too but this is different because every day you curate a photo yeah and so it, i feel like it tells the whole day yeah it does yeah. and i i really think that um 
So I didn't invent it. I don't get paid for it, but I do feel like it's a very, very, very complimentary. Yeah, yeah. Complimentary. So it's a great, a great you know, gift to give to people. I love that. Yeah. I, uh, Hal's been on this podcast too. So you guys ah. can listen to that. Yeah. Listen to that. A, he, he, that really changed my trajectory. So yeah. up until the book, I like to say, you know, the things my book gave me, <laughs> um, because people were like, Oh, do, you know, in terms of book sales, yes, I've made money and I've met people. But the, yeah. really, the main thing is the people I've met. Yeah. That's what's been so amazing. And Hal Ralrod was one of the first ones. He endorsed my book right away as part of the Miracle Morning uh, routine. And um, I was part of his mastermind while you had the mastermind before. Um, and so his Miracle Morning really changed my morning. It really did because prior to making that decision to get up early to write my book. And then that led to meeting Hal. Um, I, you know, had just a boring morning. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. But now as often as, um, you know, the case because of, of well, God puts people in front of us that we need to meet. I mean, the same, uh, something similar happened with yes. Les Brown, you know, the same type of thing. I mean, I fought tooth and nail to go speak at an event. I wanted to speak there. I did not want to pay to, to speak. And I said, fine, fine. I'll pay. I was worried about every, my, everything, all the money, etc. And as soon as I spoke, Les came up to me and said, Hey, I'd like for you to be on my speaking faculty. Wow. <laughs> right. And you're like, yes. okay, stop fighting destiny. Yeah. Right? It's there. Just stop fighting it. But um, yeah. And I think that that's what happens. Okay. So let's talk about this as it relates to today's market, because um, you're talking about the miracle morning and I, there's a miracle morning for real estate agents too. There's a separate one. It's, it's sort of like when, uh, you know, um, uh, Michael J. Mayer put out seven levels of success and um, he wrote the foreword to my book. Uh, and, um, you know, and so it's, it's, then he finally came out with, you know, seven levels for real estate agents as well, because he's a realtor. Makes sense. And yeah, um, yeah I know it's funny. So, uh, you know, when we think about what's happening in today's market, and I was just speaking about this on, I've been on like four podcasts in the last eight hours. Um, and, you know, I'm talking about what's happening in the market now and how, you know, what do you say to people that are, you know, really struggling, both realtors and, um, loan officers, loan officers are quitting and leaving, you know, the business realtors are leaving the business. Um, and I said, you know, I don't know, I, I do know what to say to people, but this is not the place for it, but, uh, you know, we are heading into winter and both you and I live in this cold climate, you know, it's snowing right here where I'm at now. And, um, you know, the tendency every winter and during the holidays is to hibernate rather than hyper-focus and prepare for the next year. And I find that it takes forever for people to get the traction that they need. And it doesn't really happen until March or April. And then there's the spring market. And then you didn't do what you should have done last year at the spring market because you forgot about how busy it was and that you were meant to do this and meant to do that. So, how do you incorporate uh, your five minutes or uh, it's not even your book or the miracle morning, but what are you doing to stay um, focused, intentional, knowing that some days and a lot of days, more than not, the actions that you're taking aren't breeding the results that you're used to seeing them breed. So how do you deal with that? How do you talk to people about that who are in our respective businesses? 
Well, I do think that the industry is under a lot of uh, disruption. And so mm-hmm. I, I want to acknowledge that because they're, yeah. it's impacting a lot of people's lives. Um, that being said, there has been a lot of disruption in the industry, you know, ever since I started in dirt 40 years ago. Yeah, I know. And so, yeah. I mean, I think this is, you know, my fifth recession and then government shutdowns and, you know, prices, more, you yeah. know, yeah. Dodd Frank Act and yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. Um, tax reform and a pandemic, mm-hmm. and so I um, have found that when I focus on and what you focus on expands. I focus on the fact that there are still people always, every market, that are buying and selling houses, and yeah. so I really focus on the life events that will precipitate somebody buying and selling a house. Yeah. So I know some people use the D's, but I, I do like the D's and in terms of remembering in case, you know, you want to f- go back and focus on why people yeah. buy and sell houses. But in the, in many people start their life cycle of housing, um, living in a home, you know, growing up in, in a home, but then, you know, many people either go away to college or they go out into the workforce and they get their own home. Uh, if they go to college, we call that the D's, the diplomas. Sometimes they get a dog, <laughs> they right. need, you know, different housing. Um, oftentimes there's diamonds involved and people get married or right. they start living together. And then when you see diapers coming along, I'm telling you, they're the most motivated person. Um, <laughs> and then, you know, they often are um, expanding their household and oftentimes they're starting to make more money. And so usually they're expanding their house. And then at some point they get to the top of what I call the life cycle of housing. And then other life events often happen. There could be divorce, mm-hmm. uh, there could be death, there mm-hmm. could be downsizing. And yep. then there's, um, or death, there's things, there's things that, that people are gonna buy and sell houses regardless. I think there's an incredible opportunity in the market. The the baby boomers were the largest generation ever. Were, yeah, seventy nine million. Yeah, and they birthed the largest generation of millennials that That are buying now. That are ninety million plus in the United States, and they many millennials delayed their household formation years because they wanted to travel or whatever. And then they they saw what happened to mom and dad in the credit crisis. They did, and but they. You know, and then there there was a pandemic and many of them went home, but now they are creating household formations. And they're, in fact, I was talking to my, someone the other day, I was like, I, of all the young adults I knew that went back home during the pandemic, all of them were out on their own again. Yeah. And, and many have married. In fact, the statistics are that the, um, the number of people turning 65 in the last, a day in the last two years, I need to pull the chart up so I say it correctly, Um, because people that are turning 65, they're starting to hit another level, but there's been 7 million over the last two years. The other interesting thing is there's been 7 million births Mm -hmm. in the last two years. There have also been 4 million deaths and 3 million marriages and and 1.5 million divorces. So mm-hmm. I just gave you all the reasons why people buy and sell houses and they're going to do that really no matter what, right? Because those are life events. Now, do we have to get creative and resourceful? Yes, I I believe that that is true. Yeah. And yet at the same time, 
there's plenty of opportunity out there. There's plenty of opportunity out there. And it's just a matter of finding the, the people who um, yeah. have the and I, and I love, I love that you're saying this. I actually said this on a podcast earlier today is life events, you know, that, that no matter what happens, you know, people don't say, oh, don't die. The market's too, rates are high. We don't have enough houses. Can't get married because we don't have enough this. I can't have a baby. Um, I can't inherit anything. I mean, people don't stop their lives. Now, now I get it. There was a period of time when when people who wanted to get divorced were staying in the house because they were upside down and couldn't do anything. I get that. But generally, you know, these life events are are critical. And I've talked about that too. You know, one of the sayings I say is be ready for when the when happens. Yes. And, uh, yeah. You know, I think that the challenge that that many people in these two industries have is they're used to picking up the phone and getting instant results, picking, you know, going to a networking event and meeting someone and getting instant results. And they always have business coming in. How do you stay motivated when you do those activities and don't see the results? You know, I've had that happen in my business too. So I <laughs> certainly can relate. Um, and so I, there's one thing I do is I double time. So again, yeah. I track activities yep. and, if I'm um, not seeing the results I want to see, then for a month, maybe I'll double time yeah. until I can get the, the momentum. Hyper-focus. Yeah. yeah. Hyper-focus, so, don't go hibernate. You know, yeah. it's, it's so I, I, we have a lot of business in the pipeline for the first quarter of 2024. 2023, we're closing out at the same level of production as we did 2022 uh, because my team and myself, we lead generate all the time. Like we, we, there is no stopping lead generating. It's our, it is our focus. And it's from a, a position of service. We find where the needs are and we focus on how we can serve those needs. Um, and so that has always served me well in every market. Like I said, five recessions. Yeah. And, you know, I started out, yeah. uh, I have to share, share a story. So I was telling you about Sue Huckabee. So she started yeah. residential real estate in 1977. Yeah. You all know what interest rates were in 1977. Well, oh yeah. Well, I got in in 83 and they were 18 and a half. Yeah. So her husband at the yeah. time was a congressman. So she yeah. went to him and she said, Jerry, when are you going to do something about changing interest rates? And yeah. she said, he said to her, Sue, when are you going to learn how to sell houses no matter in what? In any market. <laughs> and that has always stayed with me. So yeah. when I started saying, oh, but it's this and this and this. And I'm like, well, Karen, when are you going to learn how to do it in this market? When are you going to learn how to yeah. do it with government shutdown? When are you going to learn how to do it when there's a pandemic? When are you going to learn how to do it when oh, there's, there's a big lawsuit going on, right? Oh, and lawsuit going on. Yeah, yeah. You just have to yeah. put the blinders on and do what you do. You know, and I'm sure that that's helped you avoid the peaks and valleys that you yes. end up having nice, you know, smooth. And yeah, you may get down to a low point, but it's not a valley of death, right? It's not that valley. I don't want to get there again. Yeah, no, you always want to keep something kind of going. Slippage, then I yeah. start double timing. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we, we start doing some other activities that increase. Um, yeah. And, and being ready for when the wind happens. All right. Yeah. So let's talk about, um, as we finish up our time together, let's talk about what's, what's happening. Um, cause here's what I've been suggesting to my, my, uh, you know, my, my students, my clients who are loan officers, realtors, not business people as much, but in this particular market, there are a lot of people who have thrown in the towel. They're done. I'm done being a lender. I'm done being a realtor. This is the last one. I can't do it anymore. I'm done. I'm out. There is, there is a huge opportunity there. If you've been orphaned 
That's by true. your last lender, if you've been orphaned by your real estate agent, if the real estate agent has been orphaned by, been orphaned by a lender themselves, <laughs> there's a lot of orphaning going on right now. And I think for me, it's the perfect time to adopt a more, you know, adopt a client, adopt a client from another loan officer's, um, you know, database. So for example, if you had a loan officer that decided to leave, all the deals that you gave to them could be given to another loan officer to help serve them. Because I promise you that loan officer was working with them when those rates were starting to creep up and, or were creeped up and we're at nine and that client's going to want to refi and they have nobody to go to, but the servicer. And so here we go problems again. Right. And so it's out of your control. Um, same with the person who said, well, I want to sell my house, but my realtor, I can't find them because they're gone. And you know, you I've got two clients right now that exact same thing. They, yeah, they it's. I was a listing yeah. agent, and they're buying. They're no longer in the business. Yeah. They also said, "I see what you did for the client. You know, that was a seller when we bought. We want you to do that for us." And so, yes, there's a, there's a great opportunity. In fact, many times market share is increased at times of market contraction because. Yes. You know, and I would just say that if somebody, you know, is thinking about leaving the business, you know, it, it is a business. And so it is something that is, um, that's why, it, you know, it's work and we get paid to do it. Um, and if, if it's, you know, your time to retire, I mean, there will, there will, are many agents that are aging out. And so find someone because this yeah. is, a, could be a great opportunity for you to set up some sort of, you know, perhaps referral agreement or something. So, but the, the, the opportunity of the people who as focus, as you said, um, are, the, are still going to be there because again, we've had multiple market cycles, multiple market conditions. I can't think of all of them um, that can happen and have happened. And so the people who are, are you know, creative, resourceful through those type of conditions are the ones that are going to um, survive. Just survive. Oh, I, I think so too. And, you know, I hear people saying, oh yeah, but this is the worst and it's the longest and it's that. I mean, it's just another cycle. And I, I mean, it, I, I don't mean to, you know, uh, lighten anyone's, you know, d despairing load that they have financially. I, I certainly get all that, but you know, one of the things that I learned a long time ago is just to put the blinders on and do what I do. And when the opportunity comes, I'm going to have much more, many more opportunities on the table. Um, and I won't be leaving money on the table either when I'm prepared and, and ready for that. So I love that. And, you know, and again, I have, I have a lot of my loan officer um, clients going and talking to realtors and saying, Hey, has your lender quit the business? Because I'd like to adopt your business. How can I help you? What can we do? And um, so I think that that's a great opportunity too. So, because we are experiencing a life event of our own. Well, we to find out what needs are there so we can serve them. That's true. And I think that when I, by what I found is when I come from a spirit of service, um, then people are, are recognized that, um, you know, that, that their needs are going to be met. Then yeah. oftentimes they're, they're more open to that, uh, receiving that. I feel like if you're coming from a, you know, a place of desperation, like, oh my gosh, I gotta, you know, get this deal or I, I can't, you know, survive. Um, then, you know, maybe it is time for you to consider another profession because uh, 
it, it is something that requires some ability to to ride through these. To ride through it. Yeah, no yeah. question. No question. Yeah, great, great words. What um, a counsel, I don't like advice. What do you, uh, what counsel would you give to those people that are, so, you know, for the person who's listening, whether it's a real estate agent, an investor, a mortgage person, because I have all of them, plus business people, but but generally those three categories, what counsel do you have for them as we close up our time here today? What would you like to leave us with? Well, I have found that if I can do it, you can too. So I would um, hope for you that my message uh, that I have been through multiple market cycles and I've been through multiple situations and that you know if, if it can be done by one person, it can be done by you as well. You may have an, another way of doing it, but um, oh, I believe brilliant. that you will learn, grow, and become better than before in this um, situation as well. Yeah, that was brilliant. Absolutely great. Okay. Best way for us to get in touch with you. Best. So way. it's actually, you Google my name, and I think I have the whole first page. But, <laughs> um, so obviously the books are on Amazon, Real Estate Success in Five Minutes a Day. And then I have the other uh, three books that are up there as well. And then the podcast is the number five minute success and be sure and tune into that because like I said, we're going to be having a pod swap here soon. And then there's a website. If somebody's interested in visiting with me or working with me, I do offer a 30 minute consult. Um, so there's a way to go on to the website and uh, schedule a time to visit with me to see if that would be something that would be a good fit for you. That's awesome. Wonderful. Wonderful. Well, again, Karen, thank you so much for visiting back with us. I'm so glad we had you on the show again, just so that, you know, listening uh, for you listening is that, um, you know, about a year after we have someone on the show, we bring, we invite them to come into something called beyond the podcast. It's a Facebook live. It might even be YouTube live, YouTube and Facebook live where we just catch up with them and sort of aware they now, but I felt, you know, talking with Karen, I said, get Karen back on the show again, because we really need this topic. Um, and we need to hear it from a real estate perspective as well. Um, so I appreciate you coming on and I love what you're doing and continue to, you know, make, make those changes for people and impact people in the world. I think it's wonderful, wonderful to hear. So thank you so much for being my guest today. I appreciate it. Thank you, Jen. Absolutely. So for those of you listening, again, thank you for taking time out of your busy day. Please take a moment and scroll down, give us a great five-star rating, and then write something beautiful about what you heard from Karen. What was one thing that you took away from what you heard from Karen so that she can look at those reviews, because we all have the ability to do it, to look at those reviews and say, ah, so that's what resonated with them. I'm going to remember to talk more about it. So it's it's a learning thing for us and um, we appreciate all the time that you do. And again, pay it forward. Share this with someone else who could learn from this as well. So thanks again for listening. We'll catch you next time on Mortgage Lending Mastery. Thanks for listening to Mortgage Lending Mastery. Be sure to subscribe to hear more sales tips, ideas, strategies, and tactics to help you with your personal and professional growth to multiply your results in record time. And if you like what we're doing, don't forget to give us a rating and review so we can continue to bring you the best content possible. Wanting more beyond the podcast? Join our Mortgage Lending Mastery membership community where you will find extended interviews with our favorite guests, weekly training, tips, and insider secrets, fireside chats with Jen, free content, meet, share, and collaborate with other members, and so much more. Click the link in the show notes to learn more about this exclusive content. 
Mortgage Lending Mastery is an industry syndicate charter podcast. Industry Syndicate is the first podcast network specifically for the mortgage and real estate industries. Get the Industry Syndicate app in the App Store or Google Play today.